for this religion that we preach I keep on, keep on, keep pushing For nothing's ever out of reach Because the time we keep on driving It's all that much we go The time we keep on fighting And these colors are Hi and welcome to the Luton Town International Podcast. My name is Gavin Daly. I'm joined as always by Alex. Hey Alex, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good. Good. And yourself? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, apparently we're, we weren't uh, positive enough on the last podcast. So uh, yeah. joining us tonight is Mr. P.R. himself, Nick Perry. How, Nick, how's it going? I'm fine. I don't know if you're positive or not. I didn't listen. <laughs> we, were, oh, well. we weren't positive enough. So, so they've sent Nick to sort us out. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, the thought of listening to you two on your own, that's bad enough. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I woke up I woke up with uh, Nick standing with a crowbar next to me, a courtesy of Gary Sweet, sending a business class flight to Australia to to, to, to bust my knees up. And uh, yes, if, if, if I didn't add him on the podcast. So here he is. Ah, yeah, fair enough. Jesus Christ. I mean, if I was going to go to Australia, at least make it summer. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to start with the uh, Rotherham game. Easy victory, Nick? Yeah, I think it was basically, I think their commentators, their fans as well said it's routine. They could say, we could see where we are, where we are. So, you know, did the basics right, so defended well, so, you know, got the goals we needed. So, you know, perfect time, one before half time, one, yeah, one just after. Um, Got to say, thank you very much for that penalty gift because handle it on the line when it's going out, absolutely no need, but... Who's moaning? And as for, you know, as for Carlton, I think as they said, right, this is what happens if you give a player a stick, and I think he used to play for one of their rivals, this is what happens, and yep, sure enough, take it down, right foot, left foot, pick his corner, straight in. He did get an awful lot of time, Alex, didn't he? For for a striker that's in form, and you would think that they'd close him down a little bit quicker. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and he's actually been on loan at Rotherham as well, so... Yeah, I guess they. It's actually, I think he had two loan spells at them, and uh, yeah, I think they uh, gave him a lot of stick for not scoring a lot of goals. But uh, yeah, now he is. So I guess we can't complain. I guess Rotherham can. When he signed, you think, okay, so we paid apparently quite a bit of money. Obviously, turned up and paid more than we thought we had. Um, came out after, but for a guy who got was it eight or nine goals last season, his best season, he's now up to nineteen, and that's thinking right, two million if we paid for him. He's going to be worth a lot more than that right now. So that's basically a business model, and it works. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think that is our business model. You know, buy low, sell high, and, and Carlton's been an, a great example of that. And when you think about really millions, not a lot of money for for a championship striker, especially a championship striker who scored was it nineteen goals now, eighteen goals. Nineteen. So now, yeah. I mean, nineteen. Time. So I mean. As you said, Nick, he's gonna he's gonna get sold on for a lot more than than what we bought him for, and then yeah, put the add-ons that Luton always put in their in their sales uh, onto that as well, and it, it's going to benefit the club for quite a while. Uh, the Carlton Morris thing, as as we talked about in last week's podcast, um, myself and Alex, though, it's a case of how long can we hold on to him for uh, Nick. Well, I mean, we've, we've, he's probably on a three-year contract, I imagine. They're all undisclosed. We've had him a year. Now, if we go up to the Premier League, he's suddenly a Premier League striker. Now, if he performs there, it's um, 
all well and good. Um, if he doesn't, it becomes like Simu Puka at Norwich. Scores a yeah. few in the Premier League, gets a load in the Championship. So you hold on to it a bit, but if a silly, silly money offer comes in, then you can't stand his way and it basically just rebuild again. But he's, he's had a cracking season. I mean, it's only one season so far, but um, we shall see where we are in a few weeks' time. Yeah, I think I think the only thing that speaks against us having, like, if we're getting a, a, um, a big move for him, it probably would be already this summer. He's, he's actually 27, so, um, and, and that's kind of getting a bit up there if you want a big, big, uh, big sale on him. So, um, yeah, we, we could we could lock out and actually manage to keep him uh, because people look at him and think, oh, he's 27, that's a bit too old, we want something younger. Um, so yeah, we could we could we could lock out and, and not lose him as well. Sorry, people are going to look and say he's a bit too old. We want something younger. He's yeah. now actually just come into the season of his career or something. So whatever happens next season, he, I don't think he's going in the summer unless something really, really, really silly money comes in. I'm talking record breaking plus then some. I actually think if we don't if we don't go up this year, I think there's going to be a problem holding on to him. Because if you're, if we we spoke about this last week, Alex, if you're one of the, those bottom teams in the Premier League that are fighting against relegation right now, you survive somehow. You survive, and you're looking at okay, what can I do next season to to bolster it? Okay, I need to bolster my strike force. Well, it's this guy in the Championship who, who's banging home goals for fun. It, it's, it's probably going to cost us less than ten million. You know that 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 a lot of bottom clubs are going to look at that and they can go, is it worth taking a chance on? There you go again with the oh less than ten minutes. He's English. He's trained in nation, which is important for European league, uh, European conference, and all that stuff. So yeah, I actually think he could go for even more money because yeah, just just by slapping English on him actually actually adds to his value. I don't. I mean, he's. I don't think he's going to go in the summer. It's sort of right. Say you don't go up, you're thinking, okay, a struggling team. I mean, that's like a struggling team taking chances of a lower league as a manager. I mean, who's going to do that? Southampton. It didn't work. Exactly. I'm not saying it's going to work, but, but some, someone <laughs> will take a chance on it. I can just see Gary Sweet standing over Nick right now with a back on. He's going nowhere, Nick. Say he's going nowhere. <laughs> No, I mean, I said but anyway, I mean, Elijah got 16, 17 goals. He's gone nowhere, and it's obviously hasn't quite replicated this season. But I mean, he's sort of, you know some injuries, but I mean, he's come into form, and he's moved on. It's a, he's moved on a different way, and it's um, and it's just different partnerships. And it's um, I don't I don't see why we're talking about sort of you know possibly selling a player. You think you're right. If we don't go up, unless the city money offer comes in, he stays. If city money offer comes in, I think it's good for everything. That's fine. It covers the losses. I mean, if we go up, then yes, he wants to crack at the Premier League. And he wants to crack at the Premier League with us. Not one who is going to be on the bench. I just don't get this whole, I don't understand why we're talking about selling a player. We're looting town. This is what we do, Nick. We sell players. It's how we stay afloat. It's, yeah, it's how we stay afloat to a certain extent. But I think it's you then have a look and say, right, what's the value of the player now? What's the value going through? So, right. So we've got two scenarios. One, we go up. We go up. We don't sell him unless we want to. If we don't go up, it takes a really, really silly offer because otherwise we build a game next season with them. That's the way it goes. So what's a silly offer? What's a silly offer? I don't know. When we want someone that comes in, we'll, we will see. So, yeah, 10 million plus. But I don't know. It's absolutely speculation at the moment, isn't it? It's undisclosed. We'll go with undisclosed because that's our general offer. 
What? What? Well, I'd be surprised if you actually knew what a sales price for a player was these days. <laughs> it's undisclosed, I told you. Yeah, yeah, the most uh, magical number in the football world. Our entire squad is undisclosed. Yeah. yeah. Do, do we Back like to the Rotherham game. Oh, all right, yeah, Rotherham game, yeah. Back to back to that. Uh, anyone want to see us go to penalties in the playoffs? No, not a chance. We can't <laughs> save them. We can't score them. Uh, can can someone remind me about our track record in the playoffs again? This shit. <laughs> oh, we never won it. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> it's just it. Obviously, we're talking about the Rotherham game. The fact that Carly Woodrow did score, but he did it after he missed the penalty. They rebounded back out to him. He, he calmly put it home. But I think we haven't scored a penalty this season. Yes, we have. Have we? Yes. Are you sure? Yep. Yep. Because someone Cal- asked Simon Pitts, and I'm not certain he said the last time we they went through a season without without scoring a penalty was like the 90s. Right. Okay. You're a little fan, aren't you? So, do you not remember any penalties being scored? We only had three this season. I don't remember any being scored. Okay. Um, do you remember, if it wasn't the league, do you remember anything? Give you a clue. Oh, so it was a cup. Nah, we're it talking about the league. Cup. Cups don't matter, Nick. Okay, you didn't actually specify. You said this season. It's a game this season, so it's a cup game. Oh, my that God. That is a penalty scored. Jeez. See, this is what we were missing last week, Alex. What me pointing uh, out? What? You, me pointing out that you don't have a fucking clue. Uh, we 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 didn't discuss penalties last season. I would have told you that Elijah but, uh, got a goal, I believe, in in the cup, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. The last time we went a league campaign. I'll, I'll make sure my words are right, Mister Pior. A league okay, campaign without scoring the, a penalty the issue. was the ninety-seven-ninety-eight season. We'd have gone through. Yeah. We all know we're talking about the league, Nick. Cup well, games no, don't you're just backtracking. You're just backtracking badly here. Cup, cup, yep, yep. Uh, when, when, are, when are we going to win a cup? Uh, when are we going to win a league? Exactly. Well, we could do in the next couple of years. We keep progressing the way we are. And that's me being positive, Nick. Not being you. Not you. Win a league? No, it's we're not going to win the Premier League. Not next season. Maybe Champions All right, all right. See. Ladies, ladies, handbags down. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to see if Gab can actually remember the game we actually scored a penalty this season. <laughs> no idea. No idea. But I'm so sure. But I'm sure you'll tell me. You know it's the cup, so that narrows it down, surely. Yeah, there haven't been that many kids. <laughs> I've been concentrating on the league, Nick. I've been concentrating on playoffs. I've been concentrating on trying to get up to the biggest league in the world, the Premier League. Get the club some money. I'm not worried about little tiny donk freaking Mickey Mouse cup games. Yeah, but that you said that about the Watford game, and actually just sort of, you know, and you got right abuse for that. <laughs> what Watford game? Oh, that two that two nil victory that we were going on about for like a month afterwards. Okay, well, since that was the first of April, we're now the twentieth of April. I don't. That's nineteen days. That's not quite a month. <laughs> Close enough. We, we, so we'll probably we'll still go on, going on about, about it. it for a month, but that's we fine. Will. That's how it should be. Yeah, it's our rivals. And if that's you don't get that, so you're not a Luton fan. Yeah. All the Irish, man. Damn, they're Gaelic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of Irish fans who actually get it, just not the Paddy Yank ones. I, I missed I miss you so much, Nick. 
Not as much as I missed the other one, but I missed you so much. I almost sent sarcasm, but you're half American, so you don't get sarcasm. <laughs> so, the game we scored a penalty in was against Greensby when we drew 2-2. Well Googled. You've had about five minutes to Google it, but applause. Yes, got there in the end. Hey, well done. And it was Elijah Adebayo. Yes. At least Why I knew that. This? I'm just showing out there. that. Now. <laughs> Back to the games this week. Did, did did anyone actually get to watch the game? No, I think I think the feed basically whatever stream you're watching, the feed was basically it was out. I think it was a feed of the source, so you saw yeah. you saw bits and pieces of it, and then you kind of also between the commentary. I mean, like Corner's penalty. It's um, I think I saw the penalty get awarded, and then my my picture froze, so I had the commentary, and it's the Rotherham commentators say you were like you were lying on basically um, what you hear the noise, you hear this cheer, and then you think. And then they celebrate, and then they suddenly not celebrate. You think, okay, so we tuck that one away. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of a guessing game, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, a cheer goes up, and so especially in away game, you think, is that scored or not? Yeah. Just work out which, which side it's come from. But, it's getting you know, a bit for frustrating these eye follow errors, especially for for people watching it from abroad. And since we're Luton Town International, I think I think it merits some comments at least. Well, yeah, he says special people watching it abroad, but anybody watching it, surely. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, but with, with it being an, an away game, I, I, no, that was no game. No, um, it was away. It was was, yeah, away. it was away. Yeah, and and with that being an away, away game, um, yeah, our own fans can actually watch and I follow. So, pro- provided a club that um, providing a club that is show, having their home game approves it, of course. I think you'll find most fans can probably watch it as long as it streams on iFollow somewhere. This is true. Yeah, I don't feel sorry for you, Nick, and your dodgy stream. For, for, for those of us who pay for iFollow, having to deal with these problems is unacceptable because we're actually paying a, a, a hefty fee to watch Luton. What's, the, what's this hefty fee, Gav? Gav, what's this hefty fee? I know what mine is, but I'm not saying... It's more than that. So £110 a year. So... Shit. So one hundred ten dollars. So it's actually less. So it's basically you're paying basically pounds, 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 pounds. Okay. So it's basically you're paying about pounds. the equivalent of about three and a half games actually going to watch it live, and you're saying it's hefty fee. Fuck off. Hey, yeah. I'd, I'd I'd love to watch every game live, but uh, the travel cost me. Me probably, too. Yeah. It would probably bang out the club. Gav, you, you had a chance to watch game Nick? live, and you couldn't even get the flight over. You were actually you know, right you know next what? You know what, Nick? Since uh, what we, what we'll do is you can give up going on your uh, holidays for a little bit. You're like seven holidays a year and just pay for me and I'll just go over. Are you a charity case? Oh, my God. These, these handbags again. Come on, calm down, the guys. Um, I, I think I think one of the most uh, important thing with 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 the rather end game, the way I saw it was. Our ability to churn out games, even when we struggled getting a result in the first half, um, that that those two quick goals we got before and after after the half killed the game off very effectively. And I believe that um, if we continue to grind grind uh, against a position like that and, and and tear down the defenses like that, we're gonna yeah we're gonna really really actually do well in the in the playoffs. I don't even think that was. I don't even think that was a really grinding down performance. It was kind of, um, yeah, you, you get sort of, um, you need, to, you don't, yeah, you don't score straight away. I mean, we don't score that many goals to be fair. We don't concede many either, but we look comfortable. 
we looked comfortable, we looked in control, and it's um, you, there wasn't any danger at all. So it's not like you're grinding out a one nil sort of backs against the wall. It wasn't like that at all. Rotherham didn't have a, a shot on goal the whole game. In fairness, we these are teams. If we want to really talk about promotion and playoffs and whatnot, then they're teams we should be beating. There's uh, no such thing as championship you, teams you should be beating. Uh, there are. Four seasons, you should know that. No, there, there, re- really are. And moving are, are, on to are they teams like Wednesday nights. Moving on, to, moving on to Wednesday nights games. Reading are a team we should be beating. Well. Again, I no. think it's it's not that easy. It's like basically, yeah, you're the end of the season or something, and you've got people sort of, um, you know, they are in a relegation dogfight. And as we know, yeah. so sort of, you know, teams that just because they're down the table, they do not roll down. This is a championship. It's anything can happen, and it does a lot of the time as well. They're in a relegation dogfight, Nick, because they're bad. And they got deducted six points as well, which has actually put them right in it. Yeah, they'd no, still the six... be in it. No, they, they they wouldn't be. But but the the thing is, I I think I think uh, what Nick's trying to say. I think if you look at it overall, like if you look at some of the other leagues that are ongoing, you know, like uh, except for Burnley, every club is actually quite. It's it's a, it's a very close season, and 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 as proven many many times over, every, any team can beat any team uh, if if uh, if if the team winning is on form and. And the, the 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 team losing is having an off game. So the fact that we're managing to stay sharp and not losing throughout, the, the, I think was it 17 games without a loss now, um, it's quite quite incredible. Much, I, think, uh, was, um, I know this, this stat comes up. It's it's definitely it's a club record thing. I'm not sure the exact thing. I've seen the stuff come through, but um, but yeah, just going back on the we should be beating. It's like so you know we've had for the last three four seasons. Opposition fans saying, "Oh, we shouldn't be losing to teams like Luton," which yeah. we've actually loved that hashtag, and it applies because people look at the cup and think, "Oh, well, we should be beating teams like that." And it does not exist in the championship. The second you do that, you're in trouble. Exactly. I mean, even, yeah. Even coming down to that first season when we stayed up, so we by that amazing run at the end of the season, we went and got a draw at Leeds. Leeds, who are streamrolling for, we're streamrolling to sort of you know Premier League. We're in the bottom of the table. We go and get a draw, and then we actually get a few more wins after that. So, again, it proves, especially with relegation, especially at this end of the season, there's no such thing as a guaranteed result. The championship, if, you, if you're actually doing bets on some, you know, um, if you're doing bets on games, if you're doing accumulators, the championship is a graveyard for them, for that reason. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think anyone likes betting on the championship because it, it's bingo resolved every time. It is, yeah. So, it's, there's no such thing as a game you should be winning. I don't agree. I think, I think the good. teams like Rotherham, like Reading, you know, they're they're teams you should be putting away. Um, especially Redding, if, you, if, if especially if you're thinking bad. about Reading, who drew a Burnley after Burnley were promoted. Burnley were hung over to fuck Nick. Come on, be let's be let's be realistic here. Burnley know, did not it, play anywhere yeah. near where they could in that game. And both me and you both, both know that if Luton were already promoted and we'd gone to Reading and got a draw, I would not be bothered in the slightest. We're already okay. promoted. Who gives a flying fuck? Right. Well, we the fact that we're, we're we're in we're we're third in the league. Where yes, we've made a playoffs and yes, the point gave us a playoffs place. I, I get all that, but there's still something to play for for us. And we had to go to, so. to to go to Reading to go to Reading and just not. We yes we dominated possession yes we dominated a lot of the games but we just like 
Reading actually looked a more threatening when they got in front of goal. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I know you you commented last night, oh, that goal's been coming. We both told you to shut up, basically, because it's um, on that first half, they had some amazing saves. They had blocks. They had stuff that was supposed. I think they had about the one chance, and it's um, it's just a championship. It goes on. We're not prolific scorers, so it takes something. I mean, you've got, you've got basically... They had an ex-50 million pound striker, God knows why, so if, uh, Newcastle saw somebody coming for that. But he is a threat in the air, even if he's not using his hands. So you yeah. get a set piece. And we completely lost them. Well, they, they, they absolutely trained on the exact that exact uh, scenario. I think I think like on the training ground, they pre- pretty much developed a set piece to, uh, set piece against us. Um, well, I, way, I, I saw. A co- I did see a comment on that earlier. They said it was basically, as he came, they saw it in both corners where they scored or didn't score from. It's um, They had their other striker, whatever his name is. He's actually running in, blocking off one of our defenders coming in. Yeah. And I saw an article basically on Championship Referees um, a couple of weeks ago. And they said the referees actually look at games. They look at people's set pieces to see what people are using. Because I said, you can't pick, you can't pick everything up. And everybody does it. I'm sure we do as well. You work on, you see how people defend, you see, right, if you can get something in the way of this other person, just to try and block the shot off, and it sort of happens from those ones. So, yeah. Andy Carroll, if he gets a free header, yeah, Tom Lockyer seems to um, get slightly lost, but I'm not going to criticise Tom Lockyer because he'd be upset and standing on player of the season, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, but, yeah, he's a big striker coming in, so if you deliver a ball in the right area, of course we'll be going to compete and try and get it in. I think the, I think the only argument, like... It, it, like if you really want to deep dive into an analytics of the one goal we've let in in ages, um, I, 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 th- I think the only thing I would say would be that um, I would probably have swapped uh, Lockyer and Bradley uh, and have Bradley manmark uh, manmark Carroll because Carroll's not going to be a speed trap, right? He's 34, and, and, and Bradley can actually keep up with him. And in addition to that, he's probably, I wouldn't say he's better in the air than Carroll, but he's at least some so, somewhat his equal to that. So that that's the only thing I would have changed, done differently. Well, it is the corner, so I think, yeah, it's just you decide, right, who's going to mark who at the corner. Um, I mean, just going back on that, I suppose you go back to the Mill game. Mill have got some huge players, and we've got some big teams with Mill. Who's the um, lad up front who's um, basically was um, Lockyer apparently fouled? They were crying about, even though he's been doing it all season. Bradshaw? That's the one, yeah. But you're thinking, right, if you get Mill in the playoffs, you probably want Sonny Bradley, or, Sonny Bradley on Bradshaw at set pieces. Because he towered above Lockyer. Yeah. Lockyer's not small. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and uh, yeah, that, that's probably the only thing I would criticise for against that goal. But you, you can you can analyze any goal that goes against you and say this is this is what we should have done. But I actually I actually don't agree with you, Gavin. I I, I thought we we were pretty much on control most of the game, and the only two times they looked threatening was on these two uh, two set pieces, and they had a shot that went like into Rose said at the end there with the guy with the eighties haircut. Um, Zed, I think you hit the M4 by the time it landed. Yeah, probably. And 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 uh, yeah, I just I just thought it was. Um, I, I just thought actually we, we had we had control. We we just had that small issue with scoring that we had slightly at the beginning of the season with Nathan Jones, where we were drawing so much more games than we that we should have been winning. Um, but yeah, in the end, I think the Reading game 
was down to us us not not being um, able to, to to put our chances away. And Coley would have had at least five chances. He, he should have put away. I'm not going to say Adebayo would have scored scored any of them. I know I know Harry Cornick. We would still be picking up the balls <laughs> after his his attempts if he had still been at the club. But Adebayo would would Adebayo have scored any of the chances that would have had. They're different types of players. I mean, I think it's basically Woodrow, Woodrow had, I think, eight or nine shots at goal. Um, I think two blocked, two saved. A um, couple just narrowly wide, and there was another one as well. I mean, Woodrow gives you something different. I think he's not afraid to have a go from distance. I don't think um, Elijah actually shoots from the places he did, but it's just different types of players. So I don't think you, it's probably not fair to compare it on there. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. But I, I think, I, think um, I, I just think that like either way like um at, at one of the shots that uh, would have drame had i think both him and campbell were completely free on the right hand side and i think a pass to, to to the wing there would have been better than the shot solution that that would have went with so but but anyways it's 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 a water under bridge we can't do anything about the reading game other than Analyze it to to the finest minutiae detail, like we it was just fairly, did. It, even if I it's said it's fairly relevant, though, wasn't it? At the end of the day, it's thinking right. So unless we thought we we're going to catch Sheffield United, which realistically we won't, uh, we weren't anyway. But would be nice yeah. to try. Well, keep going there. It's a point that secured our playoffs or something. So we're pretty much going to be guaranteed third or fourth, you would say. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, it's relatively relevant. The bigger thing was escaping that too many injuries. However, what I would say is obviously. Once Carroll got sent off, um, I'll get that that point in a second. I would say the substitutions Rob Edwards made, they were so, so positive as well. Thinking, well, we don't necessarily need to win the game, but I'm going to take on a defender. I'm going to throw on another striker, not take another one off, throw on an attacking midfielder, and they combine well for goal. Yeah, yeah. I, I like those changes, actually. I, I thought they were really positive. And like Nathan Jones would never have done changes like that. If, if, no, if no, I really wouldn't say. Absolutely not. So it just shows that he actually went for it and he want, wanted us to go for it. And, uh, and, and and that's kind of, to me, that kind of speaks a lot more positive uh, about Edwards to me. And and him coming in, it's it's really impressed me, actually. I've, I've been impressed with how he's been performing. Um, I've been impressed with the setup he does. Um, if, if I had the, the only negative thing I would have to say with him is he he has been using a little bit less subs than Nathan Jones has been. Um, and Nathan Jones probably had a little bit more success with the subs he did. Uh, but that could also be down to injuries as well to keepers. You know? well, I think it's down to injuries. And I think also if you look at the basic, the way we've been keeping out players, the, the unbeaten run, the way we've been keeping out teams, it's a case of, right, I, he doesn't really want to make it upset it if it's working, if it's keeping things there. So he'll make the substitutions when he has to. He won't yeah. make the sake of it. No, no, and I agree. You shouldn't change a winning team. That's that's uh, that's a basic fact. But also, when you have a lot of games coming and going, you 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 need to know who your seconds are, and you you need to keep them sharp as well. So 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 using them for substitutions and 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 going maybe two or three subs at six, 55 to 60 minutes uh, probably isn't something you uh, would be afraid of doing, especially in championship when when fresh legs actually can mean a lot. Well, I think he alluded to it with Corey Woodrow, didn't he? He said, look, we always try and get some minutes into him. He's not played as many minutes as he'd like. And I think yesterday, he's, um, as pointed out, it's the second game he's played in a row starting. And it's probably as sharp as he's looked. So if you look at, sort of, yeah, he didn't score, but you look at the amount of shots he had at goal, that's an incredible amount for strikes to get, which means that striker is getting it in the right positions. 
Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't disagree there either. It's just that um, because he hasn't been used very much, he is rusty and he will will not take chances. Um, while a player who has played more and uh, and and knows his his, uh, his teammates a lot better would probably either see better solutions or uh, be able to create create more out of the chances you take. Yeah, you get sir. Nick, I do want to get to something that you said. You said Woodrow and Adebayo are two different players. Yeah. So let's say let's say the the playoffs start tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Teams in the positions they're in right now, which means Luton would play Blackburn. Who do yeah. you start, Adebayo or Woodrow? I think as if he's fit, you start Adebayo because he's um because he's got the, he's got the physical presence. He can actually bully defenders a little bit more. Woodrow's strength is dropping deeper, and he's got a better shot from distance. Um, he's not quite as physical, but I mean, he picks those pockets of space. But for me, I think you st- you stick with the players you've played all season, which would be Adebayo Morris. Getting back to the Reading game, Reading game, they did score a second goal. Uh, oh Andy yes, Carroll, I was hoping to get to this. Uh, scored because, it. Yeah. Uh, but obviously disallowed for handball and then resulted in Andy Carroll getting a second yellow card and being sent off. Definite handball. No doubt about that at all, Nick. But we, we spoke a little bit about this in the chat. Anyone surprised that the refs and the linesmen caught it? Um, I think I, mean, I didn't I didn't catch it straight away. I mean, my stream is right behind, so I think I heard it being disallowed before I saw it. So it was less to the panic, but it was... Um, but you look at you look at it, it's especially the slow. So it's so so blatant. But it was, um, I suppose, from a distance, so it's it's possible it wouldn't be seen. And the fact it wasn't flagged straight away, there was almost. I mean, I saw I saw some stats of decisions given by VAR one. I think okay, there's definitely not VAR in the championship. But I don't know what happened because the, the linesman didn't raise his flag, but he's obviously seen something. They had a chat, and it's enough, and they made the correct decision on it. Um, what I am quite amused with is Noel Hunt's comment, and as she said, you know, Carol's, Carol's saying, I apologise. I mean, it was an unintentional handball. I'm thinking, how is it unintentional when your hands are above your head, punching the ball into the net? That is not a natural position. It's an old concert. When you basic, when oh, when you're jumping, your hands are up. You maybe not the way they are there. Though. Alex, um, given given how bad the referees have been in the championship this season, were you surprised they caught it? I think the general. I think the general gist is that uh, that referees are terrible in this league. It's like everyone's been saying it. <laughs> I'm going to get scolded with it. But I actually thought the referee had a really good game. Um, he actually did most of the things right. Um, he ignored a card um, that, in my opinion, would have been red when Alfie Doty did that horrible tackle from behind. Uh, he should probably have gotten a red card and not a yellow. Um, and but he also had had one situation where again it went against Luton, but I think it was a, a great decision to make. Um, where one of our players, I think it was Drama, not sure, um, where, where he fouled the, the Reading player, but he allowed play to continue. Then went back and book, book, booked uh, booked the player, um, which was good. Um, so yeah, I, I actually thought he had a really good game. The referee. I mean, I don't think we should be praising referees and as linesmen for getting decisions that they they're paid to see. But it is, it is unusual. I mean, the amount we've had, so, well, we've had so many penalties given against us. Thinking, okay, you've seen a non-existent foul like the one in Sunderland was the classic one. Guy threw himself to the floor. Everyone can see it was a dive from a mile off in the first replay, apart from the referee. Yeah, fair enough. But 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 
I, th I think you also got to remember that most of these referees are not in their youth. They're like in the 30s and 40s, and the, the game is just too the, the game is just too quick for them. That they they you know if you imagine if you think about all the the distances they have to keep up, and you know you're running your BP is maybe 120 to 140, and you have to make a decision on the spot on something that you might not have gotten a completely good look on. I, I'd struggle with making it too, and well, I'm not. Well, yeah, you'd definitely struggle with it. So, so but, would but, I. But, but so, my, so, my, yeah. my point is, yeah, my point is that that these referees are actually actually doing quite well um, to 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 get most of the decisions they do. Um, do they have some howlers? Oh, absolutely. Um, but I think I think being super negative and criticizing people who mostly have done this on a volunteer basis are being paid packing peanuts compared to what the players are being paid is a bit unfair. I don't know. I think if you're a referee, if you put yourself into that, especially up to the championship once it goes to the Premier League, if you make a wrong decision and people spot it and it's a shocking one, you are going to get criticised. I think that comes with the territory. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and as I said, most of these guys have jobs on the side in order to, to get by. Like if we had professional referees who, who actually could, I, I'm not saying getting paid the same as football players, but actually could do, do it full time, maybe it would be, be better. But most of these players, most of these referees are doing it only part time. Yeah, but let's think about this part-time thing. You're thinking, right? Say they're getting paid 500 quid a game or something. So they're doing four games a month. That's two. That's two grand. That's two grand a month. That's 24 grand a year. That's more than a lot of people getting their full-time jobs. Uh, yeah, yeah, to some that's extent. Increase, yeah. But then you also have to remember they have to uh, keep a fitness regime. They have to go to referee courses to learn all the new weird rules that the football league throw at them. And, uh, and and yeah, it does it does actually come with with a lot of caveats. So if you think that a referee that the, the only job he does is those ninety minutes he is on the pitch, um, uh, you would be wrong. No, I wasn't talking about. You you're saying about part-time referees or part-time players, not the full-time ones. I was just pointing out it's not exactly like they're doing it for the love of the game. Oh well, they're absolutely doing it for the love of the game. I think the, the referees are. Definitely doing it more for the love of the game than for the money. At a lower league level, yes, or non-league, I think once you get up to this level, I think some referees are kind of, look at me, some are simple, there is a fair bit of incompetence. I don't know whether you blame that on the VAR, because some of them in the Championship, in the Premier League. <laughs> and I think I in, the Premier League, in the Premier League, you actually see referees, well, you see the Premier, the Premier League referees come down. Some of the time, they won't give decisions, because they're used to VAR trying to make it up for them, and VAR fucks up as well. Oh, yeah, because VAR has a human human interface, like the the error lies between the screen and the keyboard, and the human interface is normally the one who's in the wrong. Not, yeah, but the not, human not interface has got the same screen, screen. Everybody can watch it on you know on TV or various possible angles. You're looking, thinking, well, yeah, that's a blatant penalty, or that's a blatant handball. They go, oh, let's yeah. look at two minutes. Let's think, oh no, no, that didn't happen. It depends what the team is as well. I mean, I think it was um, Forrest moaning about something. I'm not really too bothered about Forrest getting, getting done it by VR because obviously the in playoff final um, I think it went in their favour last year but I think they had um, a situation there so Forrest player gets so you know um, Man United player yeah, handballs it blatantly VR does not give it 
and there's another identical instance where it does give it, but one's for them, one against them. Yeah, fair, fair, fair enough. I, I don't think we'll we'll agree 100% on this, anyways. But my my, my point still stands. I think that um, referees are well human after all, and 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 they will do mistakes just like players will do mis- mistakes that will will be blatant for us who are watching. But I'm just saying, I, I think I think the referees are getting a lot of stick. And some of it is unjustified. Some of it is completely justified, but a lot of it is unjustified. And and I think I think we should um, appreciate the referees more because without them, there wouldn't be football. That's way way too level-headed. You do not appreciate referees unless they give something away. Basically, if referees, you don't sit there thinking, oh, okay, yeah, referee, yes, you gave bad decisions against us, but that's okay. You abuse the hell out of them. That's the way the game works. They know it. Everyone else knows it. Like like the like the corner that uh, that Reading definitely should have had uh, during that game. Did you see that? <laughs> that was hilarious. When Locker, when Locker clearly headed the ball away, and uh, and the referee gave a goal kick. That was uh, hilarious. I'll call that the liner. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, so, some referees make some great decisions. I mean, remember a few years ago, Stuart Atwell. I think oh, really oh, oh hang on, hang on. Now you're saying great decision. So for you, a great decision is when it goes for Luton against the team, even if it's not not um, not that way. Alex, Alex, why are you surprised about this? Is Mr. P.R. Why are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just pointing out when referees' decisions are great. Like Stuart Atwell a few years ago, it was basically, I think it was a game against Reading against the Scum. And he gave a goal, or his linesman did, when the basically the ball hit the side netting. And obviously, that was against the scum. Now, Stuart Atwell is, of course, a Luton fan, so therefore, it's an absolutely fucking great decision. <laughs> so just to throw, just to throw some, some, uh, some information at this, Premier League refs and EFL Championship refs are the only two leagues that are uh, professional referees in the English pyramid. Uh, they, earn, they can earn up to about 70000 a year, uh, they get paid roughly about thirty-eight thousand to forty thousand, and then can, depending on experience, can get paid more. And championship referees get paid roughly around six hundred six hundred pounds per game, where where Premier League refs get roughly about double that, nearly just about double that. So wow. they are they are professional, which means they they shouldn't have second jobs. But I do I do agree with what Alex is saying, like. If you're a soccer player, if you're a football player, coming through the system. If you call it soccer game, then, I'm going to fly over and going to slap you. I'm just hope I'm just hoping you'll 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 turn up, you'll 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 end the call. I don't. But if you're a football player, if you're a soccer player, there did it again. In in England, you your career probably starts what 19, 20, 21, and then goes to about 36, 37. If you're looking at referees, you, you, a lot of these referees are, as Alex said, 30s, 40s. So it's harder to keep up with the pace of the game at that at that age, and you've got to put yourself through a strict a strict regiment, especially if it is your full time job. Then you have to make sure that you're you're taking it serious. So for with that said, some of the decisions that referees have made, and I'm not talking just about looting games, I'm talking about in general. Some of the decisions they've made are absolutely fucking shocking. I'm in danger of agreeing with you here. This is wrong. Hey, I'm 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 just trying to take your place. I'm trying to become Mr. P.R. But anyway, Reading game. Uh, Carlton Morris, right place, right time, yet again, to 
salvage a draw and get us the point that we needed to make the playoffs. Jordan Clark probably should have won it for us, Nick, if, if we're being realistic. Alfie okay. Dowdy hit the post. Carly Woodrow had a couple of chances. It's it's two points dropped, right? It's two points dropped, but it's two irrelevant points dropped in this case. I mean, I think, okay, just go just going on the goal, I think, King, you've got to say game, the substitution game changes. It's a good ball in by Luke Berry, who's come on attacking substitution. Elijah's come on, made a nuisance of themselves. Colton, yard out. You've got to be there to score them, and he was. So it's a good finish from those. As you say, Jordan Clark's been out injured for quite a while, so maybe lacking sharpness. Maybe he's sort of, you know, he's not a striker, so you just said maybe he should have scored it. Um, going back to the free kick, yeah, it's a great free kick. Just kind of, you know, it just bounced up quite nicely for the goalkeeper, um, who's probably quite grateful for it. Um, two points dropped. You'd have hoped you'd win it, but it's it's an away game. We don't tend to lose or even draw too many of those. We tend to get the one 0 wins. We see when Andy Coe went in. So I said it might be two points dropped, but it's it's not two points dropped that would have made a difference, really, is it? It's not like we're right on Sheffield United's tail. Alex, um, yeah, I, 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 I think well, we we're coming at the end of the season that we're trying to to sharpen ourselves more for for the playoffs than we are for 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 each game now and uh, I think I think also um, these next three games are going to be I'm not saying we 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 we're going to lose them uh, or I'm not saying we're going to play a heavily rotated side but I'm 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 thinking we're going to see some some decisions and some some lineups that's going to be vastly different than what we would expect to see in the playoffs to give some players that probably are wearing um uh, playing with some niggles, uh, s- some sort of break. Um, so it, it's that finding that balance between keeping the team in shape, keeping the team uh, match fit, uh, but also making sure that you're optimizing for a playoff. And um, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I think basically you, you do not, you know, basically you play your strongest team you can to keep together, but any player with a niggle or sort of, you know, uh, anything, you do not risk. At this stage now, yeah, I think, so I think I, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Monday's going to be quite an interesting game because you've got that against Middlesbrough, who also pretty much assured the playoffs. Um, I think and they might need a couple of points, but obviously they're they're assured. I think us two are going to be third and fourth, whichever order. So, um, so if I if we both win our games, guaranteed neither of us will now. Um, you can end up meeting the finals. So you've got, you've got the double thing there. Number one, you're not going to go and run a hell for leather. You might think, you're right, okay, so right, show the other team exactly what we've got. It's not really a psychological advantage on that if you've made changes. And secondly, people won't be wanting to risk injuries. So I think it actually might be quite a low-key game. Be a few yes. changes, there won't be people flying into tackles because it's um, both sides, it's almost a gentleman's agreement. You know, we're both there, let's not do anything silly. Yeah, exactly, and 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 I think I think the I I think where we're at with that we we're just going to yeah see see some 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 games where probably we won't be 100% on the ball. Uh, we will maybe playing a bit more low key and maybe not have such a high pressure line as we have been playing with this season, uh, and and that's fully understandable. Um, I just feel bad for the people who maybe have decided I'm going to watch the last three games this season because it's going to be the most interesting and exciting games and then we technically have nothing to play for, really. Sorry, are you feeling bad for the people who've only watched the last three games and haven't watched anything else? 
Oh, come on. The, the people who haven't been, who have been watching up till now have had pretty good value for the money. Yeah, but who, who's going to say, oh, I won't watch them? I, I won't watch them the last three games. Nobody does that, surely. Casual fans. Casual fans, Nick. Casual fans. Like, like Nick, like Nick. For don't, example. don't, don't those fans to help grow your fan base, yeah. help bring in some more revenue. In the last three games. Come on, you're you're Mr. P. Or you should be all about this. Nah, I'm not getting it. Casual fans are people who don't think actually beating Watford is a big deal and think, oh no, keep concentrating on those ones. That was a big deal. Anyone who doesn't think, see that, that's a casual fan. Anybody who didn't get that instant passion, that hatred when they came out there. The absolute delight in grinding the scum into the ground. That's a casual fan. There weren't many in yeah. the ground, I'll tell you that much. So playoffs are are, are definite. Yeah. Who do you want, Nick? Um whoever we can beat. I don't think I don't think I want any particular team. I think there's some you wouldn't I mean there's reasons that you wouldn't like Middlesbrough a decent size, you wouldn't really want them, but obviously you've got a decent chance against them. Millwall are basically a mirror image, and we've seen them sort of cancel each other out in the game, especially last game. Um, they're quite a threat in there, but I don't think you want any games. But what I tell you, no team in the playoffs is going to want to play us either. Because for us, we're basically I, we're a nightmare yeah. team to come against. So I think rather than concentrate right, who do you want or who don't you want, we'll come up with anybody. Last season, I said, if there's any team you could want to pick, you wanted Huddersfield. They beat us. So therefore, I'm, I'm not even going to go down this. I want this team. I don't want this team. I think, right. Whatever will be, will be. We're in the playoffs. Let's just see what happens. Because they won't want to play us either. You don't want Watford? No, I absolutely fucking do not want them. I'll why tell not? you why. Right. Okay. Well, number one, it means they're actually getting into the playoffs, um, which I think is much more easy than the table. Secondly, if they do get into the playoffs, it's, um, you know, they do have some decent players who are basically impersonated footballers all season. But as somebody points out, they're decent players. They've actually go into that game. They might even decide, oh, hang on, here's a chance. We might actually turn it on there. Now, if you, if you get them and you beat them, it's absolutely great. You're living it up for the next 20 years. If you don't and they actually somehow beat you, it's the reverse thing. So I'm quite happy with this right mid-table. <laughs> Alex, who do you want? Who I want in the player, it's going to be ping-pong no matter what. I'd, I think... I think, I think a team going into the playoffs in good form is probably what I least would want. Um, and right now, the, the, the teams who to avoid at the moment, like, I know Coventry, I don't think they're in the playoffs at the moment, but they're in good form. And Middlesbrough, those two, I would have won, would, would avoid one. We would definitely probably, if we should manage through the playoff semifinals, and that's a big if at the moment, even... Um, would probably face either Coventry or Middlesbrough in the final. Okay. I mean, just having a quick look, you say on the form table, so I've just literally Googled the last form table. So this Blackburn. is the last form table. Nope, top of the form table is Swansea at the moment, which surprised me. No, I want Blackburn. They've, they're, they're probably near the bottom of the form table. They, they've, hit a, they've hit a rough patch and... Oh, they, may in, yeah. they may they may squeak into the playoffs and they squeak into the playoffs. I think you fancy your chances against them. I think playoffs, as we know, it's just playoffs. Whoever comes there, you do what you can against them. If form can necessarily go out the window. I mean, we were in, well, actually no, we were injury hit coming into that. But, um, but the team we played last, they could have actually won it, didn't they? 
But yeah, I mean, the playoff things, if you're interested, is number one is Swansea, two is Sheffield United, three is us, four is Burnley, then you've got Huddersfield, and then Birmingham and then, then Middlesbrough. So uh, none of the playoff teams? Well, Middlesbrough aren't a playoff team. No, I mean, none of the teams that technically we're going to play. Yeah. Because right. the teams that you, you would look at that Luton are going to play, Millwall, Blackburn, West Brom, Coventry, Sunderland, Lord, Preston, Watford. Yeah, well, Watford, I think it's how they Swansea and Watford are very, very much outside bets. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we, we have looked at Preston and, and above for who's going to end up in the playoffs at the moment. I, I don't think Watford or Swansea will make it, especially since they... Um, well, I think both Blackburn and West Brom has games in hand as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't think Watford this once is going to be in the playoffs. I want Blackburn. Like, I, I, I honestly like. If you were to, if you'd tell me right now, hey, pick a team, I, I would want Blackburn. I think oh. I, I, I honestly think we have every chance of beating them. I'm not saying we don't have every chance of beating every other team that we come up against because, you know, as as Nick said, it's the it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. But Blackburn haven't scored freely this season have leaked goals this season. I think they're I think they're in the negative in goal difference, Nick, for the for in, in like to be where they are and to have a negative goal difference is shocking. If you're picking one team right now and feeling good about it, it's it's Blackburn. It's gotta be Blackburn. I think it's just I don't I, I said I don't like this right pick a team who thinks it's easy because the playoffs there's no such thing. So you did look at that so it's basically as I said last season Huddersfield, we thought that's probably the that's probably the draw we wanted, and that didn't work out. So, one of the others, who knows what would happen? So, we play who we play. They won't want to play us. We shall see. Well, I think we'll yeah. leave it there. Alex, anything to add before we leave? No, except for you're a dick for calling it soccer, and uh, yeah, right. agreed. <laughs> I'm going to continue to call it that. You better get used to it. Don't you guys? You better get used hey, to hey, Nick. Nick. Yeah. Nick, don't you guys don't you guys have a show on Sky every Saturday where they they basically go over all the games and they they have commentators at the games and they have live look-ins at the games and is that still going? Uh yeah, well, soccer what, what's yeah. it called? Yes, it is. What's soccer it called? Soccer Saturday. There you go. Yeah. Soccer Saturday. Imagine that. They call it soccer. That's Sky. So it's the S's, and that's Murdoch, so it doesn't count. Yeah, he's an Aussie, so that's fair. <laughs> With that said, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Alex. And we will hopefully be back next week. We'll give it a try. We'll see what happens. But in the meantime, come on, you hatters. <laughs>